0: Welcome back, Wildcats, to another episode of Pod Talk Jam and Break here on the Brazilian Dragon Podcast Network your favorite high school musical the musical the series recap podcast and today we'll be talking about some messy reality television now i am someone who would love to be elsa someday it is the brazilian dragon himself felipe and i am not alone i am joined by my ride or die my Anna, my gina to the gina to my courtney it is sam davis sam how are you doing today
1: I'm doing well. It's been so long since I watched this episode; it feels like an eternity. Um, it's only been like six weeks, apparently, so only a month and a half, but it feels like yeah. a lifetime ago since everything so, worked out for Mr. Richard Bowen.
0: Yes. Uh, well, we don't need we don't need Ricky to have all the applause because, uh, really, we're celebrating this mediocre white man for what? But uh, we we took a little bit of a break because I was working on some other creative projects that were more time-sensitive. I mean, not that this wasn't, but I was focusing on celebrating Latina and Hispanic Heritage Month with my Si Se Puede series. And Sam was graciously letting me go focus on that and use all my podcast time to focus on that as opposed to focus on uh, this episode, this finale that, I won't lie, made me cry multiple times the first time I watched it.
1: It was, it was a solid episode, um, as, as important as it was uh, to get our episode out, um, as I'm sure everyone was waiting on bated breath, to hear us talk about this episode of a Disney Plus show. Uh, the things you were doing more recently were much more important. So Listen, props to you for that, but we are here now.
0: Thank you. But we needed an obstacle to hit us so we could potentially trend in Brazil, right? We did. Yes. Uh, so uh, I... What a, first off check in with you. How are you been doing? How have you been in the off season? Uh well, before we get into the recap itself, it's been a minute since we've heard from you.
1: Um, I've been good. Pretty much the same as usual. Um, except very busy, been uh traveling quite a bit. Um, I'm actually moving in the next couple months. So I've been traveling somewhere else in Texas or somewhere else in Texas indeed. Um so yeah, I've been just traveling, doing a lot of stuff for that, and yeah, haven't had much free time to do any of this stuff, but I've been, been watching some of my shows lately, but um, as there's been no high school musical recently, haven't got to watch any of this. Have you had any so excited to talk about it once musical again?: musicals,
0: the musicals, the series thoughts in the last month?
1: Um, not in the last month, no. I had thoughts for about 12 hours after that episode, so now everything is fresh. Um ready to be reminded of every single thing that happened in the longest episode to air in the series thus far.
0: Yes, and I was glad we got a longer runtime because I think that Me too. the show being on Disney Plus, they could experiment with like longer finales, like and I hope more shows continue to do that on this. Yeah, I always I
1: always get so excited like when Loki or something is just like forty minutes. Just and I know, you know, eight minutes of that is credits okay. in a Marvel show.
0: But not just any, an just extra... a Marvel show, any Disney Plus show.
1: Yeah, not really any of them. Uh, which the cast and crew do, do deserve their props. So, you know, make the credits as long as possible. It does kind of give you a false sense of how long the episode is. But as long as you know that going in, then you know you're getting about 32 minutes of show most of the time, which is fun. It's like you don't have to be, we're not stuck to the 25-minute the model or, you know, previously was 22-minute model on, on network TV shows. But we're we're not bound to any sort of, like, restriction on how long a show has to be. So, yeah, give us as much content as we want.
0: Yeah, and uh, especially for a show like High School Musical, the musical series, we've been very uh, – we've been talking about how, like, it felt like there wasn't a lot of room to breathe a lot of the time. But with more time, I think these mm-hmm. writers are able to fire on better cylinders and do – more interesting work like i said i was definitely emotional watching the episode the first time like maybe i was just tired i don't know what it was but i cried multiple times and not this rewatch that i did for today but um it was like a solid episode i'm like these writers have good writing abilities but maybe it's the truncated runtime maybe it's like other factors but I thought this was a very solid episode, not a perfect episode. I don't think the show will ever hit perfection. It's no, it's no better call Saul. It's no succession, but for what it is, it was one of the best episodes the show could ever deliver. So since we last chatted, Sam, we have had some cast news for season four. Uh, We discussed on our last episode, which seems like years ago at this point, that season four is going to take place when East High is going to have the cast members of the original High School Musical series come film the fourth movie, and with the cast, casting and announcements of season four, it's been announced that Corbin Bleu will be returning for this season, as well as Monique Coleman and Lucas Grabeel. So what are your overall thoughts on this first piece of news before I ask a lot of questions that I have?
1: Um, so it makes sense that they still can't get Zephron and Vanessa Hudgens, obviously. Uh, dailies. Yeah. They're getting Monique Coleman. They're getting Casey Stroh. I believe I saw Casey Stroh yes, was going to be in this. They well. got a, a big celebrity get in Casey Stroh. Um, no, it should be interesting. I, I kind of appreciate that they're just leading leaning into the absurd meta of uh, what this show has become now. It's kind of funny. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with it. Um, I thought it was, it was a fun concept for what they were doing for this documentary. With season three, I don't know how, I guess, Corbin Blue's character, Corbin Blue, um, had kind of a a redemption arc in the last episode where he's finally not a stupid idiot piece of shit now. So I guess they will just gloss over um, how stupid he was in season three and probably just make him a normal uh, Corbin Blue character again. But yeah, I'm curious to see yeah, how much of the the original High School Musical cast members, do they fictionalize what they're like? How absurd is it? How believable is it? But yeah, I'll I'll give them some leeway and let them take a swing at it.
0: See, I'm on the other end of the spectrum because I, I think we all were excited because we're like, oh, Zephron and Vanessa Hudgens and Ashley Tisdale will all be there. They are not announced yet. They are not guaranteed. Right. We did get uh, Coach, Coach Bolton. He'll be there. Um, but like what is he doing anyways, besides making TikToks? Um, right so I I'm a little more hesitant about this than you are because I'm like, give us at least a fourth high school musical if you're gonna do this and you're right. pretending that it's gonna be a fourth high school musical, can you at least make a fourth high school musical as well?
1: Like- yeah, that, that would definitely be the best way to do this is you get Ashley Tisdale, Zach Efron, Vanessa Hudgens in there for you know, one one cameo. Um, you don't have to get three episodes like Olivia Rodrigo got this season, but just one cameo where they actually do tease a real, uh, fourth high school musical movie. And then it actually does branch off into that. Um, I can't, I can't blame them for not being able to get those people for the show. I assume, you know, Joshua Bassett's bag is probably getting pretty heavy. Um, and at the end of the day, it is a streaming show where they are not generating ad revenue. Um, we see a, uh, the unfortunate side of capitalism strike all the time, especially with Netflix, where they're just dropping series um, before they even make it to air sometimes. So
0: too soon. Yeah. I'm so upset about this. Nicole
1: Byer and Lauren. Yeah, that, that was definitely, that was the one I was referencing. Um, very unfortunate. So whatever it takes to keep some of these shows that we enjoy going, um, I guess that's better than them. Unfortunately getting dropped, but I, I completely understand that they don't have much left in the budget for those three big stars.
0: I, I feel like they made this decision, decided to announce it before they were 100% locked in. And now uh, that there's as much buzz about it as there is, like maybe Zephron will hold out for a bigger check. Vanessa yeah. will do the same. Like, it's not, I don't think it's worth focusing season four's story on this if they don't have a good story to tell i think they were more excited about the idea before they even started planning out the story because i feel like we had such an interesting cliffhanger here Mm -hmm. that we could like focus season four solely on that without even addressing a high school musical four when this is probably not the original story that they had in mind and then someone probably pitched it like oh wouldn't it be cool and it's like let's just lean into that i was like no i feel like they got a little too excited because I swear, if I get let down, which I am most likely going to be let down, Mm -hmm. I will be so disappointed, especially because at this point, just give us a High School Musical 4 if you're going to do this plot line. And if you don't have a High School Musical 4 to give me, then don't even tease me with it.
1: No, I'm with you. Um, I think they, they will talk about it in a bit. I'm sure they did do a good job with setting up actual drama for the next season with the time jump at the end of this episode. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Don't, don't half-ass either storyline, you know, just go for one and we will enjoy whatever you give us, but don't give us a lot of like half fleshed out, um, you know, non thoughtful plot points.
0: Cause I think this was one of the biggest strengths of this
1: finale is that
0: it was like so solid. It gave a lot of like closure to some arcs from this season, set up a lot of, a little bit of things for continuing storylines for the next season. Um, I was still confused as how we were going to loop in Jet and Maddox in the next season, if at all. Mm-hmm. But I, otherwise, like I feel like we closed, we literally closed the book on Nini. I don't think there's a point for her to come back unless it's like, a, like a season finale. They're doing the musical and she's going to come watch them and support right. them. But uh, we closed loops. We can we like kind of pinned loops down for them to be a little opened up again in the next season. But I think this was a solid finale end. It makes me nervous for the future if we look back upon this finale after season four finishes, and we see, oh, they the the series, the season three finale is hindered in hindsight because of what came after and how they diverged from their original story plans.
1: Yeah, yeah, like how you know, at the beginning of season three we got about five minutes of Ricky and Lily and then everything you know the drama that they set up for this season that happened last season was completely irrelevant instantly yeah and if that happens again with the plot lines they actually set up like i will give them that the lily thing that was fine that was disposable whatever if they actually do the same thing in the first five ten minutes of season four and then completely move on to uh you know the the high school musical four storyline that will be unforgivable. I would they legitimately a lot of stop in
0: this finale that if they don't yeah. even address at all or like yeah. barely address and like kind of like smooth over and like like they, they this show loves to do a quick oh this is kind of what happened. Like the one that example that keeps coming back to me from this season is when Carlos changed the cast list and then they immediately like just washed over. It was right, like, Carlos, we have cameras in the office. Bye. Uh-huh. Uh, if they do that with like something as groundbreaking for. A, um like a character development plotline, like big red and ashlyn storyline uh-huh. and i'm gonna be heated especially because yeah. we have two bisexual characters on the show uh-huh. right now yeah all
1: all of those things like not even just like spend the whole first episode on that kind of thing like that should those should be plot points going forward through the entire season that should like those things should continue to develop uh develop and be addressed because they're also like important messages for you know teenagers that are watching this show yeah is like that could be something one entertaining but two more importantly of value to people and if they just drop it even after one full episode like that will be unforgivable just so Agreed. we can you know, work even, in for casey stro jokes
0: yeah and let's maybe not use that because hopefully we would expect better from them but like something like a little bit more heavy about like the that drama that could pop out between courtney and gina which maybe they'll wash away in the first episode because like i would never say that about you we know channing sucks but like the thing about jet and courtney like we can drag that out for a little bit of time and like Mm -hmm. jet having like a crush on courtney or like carlos hanging out with another guy like what was carlos summer camp like maybe that will concern Seth. like there was like weird stuff that people who weren't at camp wouldn't know like yeah, Seth can be comfortable with Carlos, but, like, if he sees that, maybe, like, have a couple of episodes of, like, Seth being, like, I really need some reassurance from you, Carlos. And then, uh-huh. like, having it, like, not as, like – like, oh, you would hope with the Big Red and Ashlyn stuff, they would, like, actually take some ac- uh, some care with that. But – Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to use another example, but, like, that's the biggest one. If they drop the ball on that, I'm going to be really
1: pissed. Yeah, no, 100% with you. The Gina and Courtney stuff, that's, you know, just – Putting this into real life situations, not making a you know cheesy teen TV show, putting into real life situations that w- is the one that's easiest to brush over because they're everything we know up to this point. There should not be hard feelings about that. That should be easily explainable. We don't have to dwell on that one. But yeah, like you said, every other storyline those sh- those um, you know in in real life would have longer term effects that would be you know addressed throughout you know possibly a whole school year obviously it won't be like that because it's a tv show but i mean it it, it is things that don't just go away instantly like it would be normal for seb to be insecure about I mean, the first boyfriend he's had
0: dj's dad like even a yeah. month later like we still see uh-huh. like oh, if Matt cornett's on season 4 then like explore this more yeah. like who knows if he's going to be on season 4 now that he's like graduated this i felt like kind of a send off season but then they left the door open for story with him so right you never know
1: yeah Um, yeah they they did that will there will probably be some some casualties as far as storylines go because they set up so many different things um and yeah like you said there is an easy path for matt cornett not being in the show hardly at all um but yeah some some of the more important things if they're just glossed over that will be not good not good shall we break
0: down this episode though
1: Let's do it. Yeah.
0: So uh, one of my favorite parts of the episode is actually the fact that we got five different songs. Um, and I feel like I would like there to be more songs in next season, because I think we have such a big, vast Disney Channel catalog that they can pull from, uh, as well as like Disney itself, um, that like we should get a, an original song or two. But like we got a lot of like, I don't think there was a single non uh, non pre-existing song in this episode which i really appreciated because these i love seeing reinterpretations of songs like every day got me excited this is me got me excited uh-huh. uh, even like let it go of course so that was just something i noticed with the longer runtime. if you want to add mm-hmm. anything to that then we can actually get started with the episode recap unlike the tease that i just dropped
1: yeah no let's let's just get started with the episode recap and you know yeah. address things as they come
0: so we open up ricky's birthday big red has arrived Ashlyn's boyfriend she announces and Ricky also asks if uh Big Red got the lottery ticket and he was like no because I didn't think he would actually hit all those like you wouldn't be on the moon he's like well that's the last thing on my bucket list um and Jet is like you missed a lot and Ricky asks about where Gina is because she's doing hot yoga in the morning in a different area of the camp um so we also see uh, just jump in wherever you want Sam uh, Val is leaving right after the show and she's starting to do her goodbyes. She gives Gina a hug and tells her that she can assume that she and EJ broke up um, and tells Gina to enjoy high school because life changes uh, in college. Um, so, puts a little perspective in, uh, for Gina. Um, M asks Gina for advice just as Ms. Jen arrives. Uh, Gina introduces them, and Ms. Jen is actually the one who tells M to find her voice which leads her into This Is Me. Now, what did you think of this number?
1: Um, I, like you said, I thought it was cool to see new interpretations of the old songs. It didn't super land for me. Um, I, I thought it was kind of weird to have this character, Emmy, You know, get to have this long solo that we've seen none from her all season, essentially. We do know now that she will be in season four. Um, I guess Miss Jenner will be there, too. I don't She's not in the picture. Um, but Emmy, uh, she is in the picture of the cast with, um, you know, Lucas Gray, Beale, Moni Coleman, Corbin Blue, all the other East hires. Um, so Emmy is in this picture. I assume that means she will be in season four. I guess Miss Jin's words touched her enough that she wants to transfer to East High, or maybe she's already at you know West Middle School or whatever. Um, but she seems to be going to East High for season four, so it makes a little more sense felt like it kind of came out of nowhere um the song i would say was a solid you know c plus b for me it, it was it was fine i kind of enjoyed it
0: i mean she's a great singer uh so she's very she's talented a woman this is Leomani segura who is like uh, has a wikipedia page she is 13 years old uh she was um like she's a singer she's started performing at six mm. national anthems at the mlb 2018 national league division series between the brewers and the rockies okay. uh for game one that year uh like she has a big wikipedia page for someone i had never heard of she was on america's got talent uh and so like she has a wikipedia page as a singer right And that's interesting i did not know she was a known quantity until like literally afterwards when i saw oh, she has a Wikipedia page when I was looking at the cast for the first season. So, um, yeah, I can't find anything. She's not in the photo. Uh, Yeah, okay. Olivia Rodrigo will not repose her role, but... Yeah, she's sitting
1: on the back row right next to Joshua Bassett, front and center, so...
0: Yeah, so we'll see what happens there.
1: She has 433,000 Instagram followers, which is quite a bit for someone who hasn't been on a TV show before. Um, Not sure how much of that was from her limited appearances on high school musical musical series, but that is, that is quite a bit of Instagram followers. So I I would just, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Like you said, she's very talented. I'm fine with her getting a song. I think it would have been cool to uh, see maybe some more mentorship from, you know, Gina to Emmy. Throughout the summer, yeah, instead of like, seeing her, why like the hell is she even
0: there? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. stop. like, these there can be camp characters that don't return. Uh, mm-hmm. like, uh, and if Emmy's not there without Alex, I feel weird because I thought Aria Brooks was also a fun character to have, and I really loved her, especially in this finale, more than so than uh, Emmy or M. Uh, so let's let's mm-hmm. see what happens with uh, her in next season. But I thought yeah. it was a good performance of the song, but no, yeah, the performance. I,
1: and that's one thing about this show. Uh, there there are very few performances I will ever dog on. Most of the performances are great. Uh, the actors are great. Most of the singing is incredible. Um, I've made my, my opinions clear on whenever they auto-tune some of these singers sometimes because they all are very talented and I don't think there's any need for some of them to sound so overly produced in a show where they're supposed to be singing live um, is the conceit of the show. But Uh, yes the performances are incredible
0: yeah um looking at my song rankings i need to move some stuff but that's that's for (laughs) a different conversation uh anyways uh so then we get the theater circle maddox ends up asking yashan about big red We don't really get them lingering on that conversation, but like she's like, "Are you gonna talk to him?" And they act like this whole summer was life changing. It was two weeks, which like I guess can be like a little life changing, like to stand for. They act like they've been there all summer when it was literally two weeks.
1: You do have to understand that these are theater kids, and one rehearsal can be life changing for them. So two weeks, two weeks of rehearsal time, and you know, no phones, no connection to the outside world. I'll give it to them that that is accurate for theater kids to feel such a way
0: valid but then like big red when he talks and he's had his phone he's been living like he acts like he has yeah. like life-changing summer ever and i was like bro it's been two weeks
1: that is true all, all he needed was to not be down bad for his girlfriend for two weeks to have a lot of self-discovery
0: mm. and maybe a laptop too but <laughs>
1: Uh, a lot of free time he wasn't spending all his time with ricky anymore
0: yeah uh anyways channing tells them that he's gonna be there he's gonna be an agent of chaos they need to trend in brazil um and i'm like bro jump in front of a train we don't want you here
1: also how how terrible of a job he's doing to tell people that like you don't you don't let people know like hey i'm gonna try and make you look stupid and how like, like trying to get fake drops out of you.
0: Like, oh yeah, yeah. You
1: know? No, it's, it's got to be Channing. But like that's just such a bad job. You see, there's a recent viral clip of uh, Love Is Blind where this guy like is trying to act sad about getting rejected on a date or how a date didn't work out. I think, and he like asks production to wait and squirts like eye drops in his eyes so that he can fake cry uh, during his confessional. And the production team on Love is Blind, like they put that entire cut in the final cut. So they show him, you know, squirting the eye drops in his eyes and then faking, like faking that he's crying. So that's good reality TV production, right? You don't tell people, like, hey, if you fake cry, I'm going to put the fact that you did that in the show and make, like, embarrass you. Like, whatever you're going to do, you got to just make that happen. The more you tell people you're going to make it happen, the less likely it is to happen. They're going to fight you on it. So, like, just just an absolutely terrible person at his job, a terrible person in general. Um, I'm glad we will be done with Channing.
0: Hopefully, you never know.
1: You'd Hopefully. have to imagine, but nepotism like when is Blue strong. Blue
0: says, you "Get to step in. You get to step in. Yeah. Um, you get way, to I jump saw, in. I saw fun. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> that was funny." Did you see the viral, uh, I don't know how viral it went, but like Corbin Blue did a TikTok where his like wife was texting him and he thought it was like a legitimate emergency and like ran from the other room and it was just like, no, I was just fucking with you for TikTok. Uh -uh. I forget the full context, but it was a funny one. That was like on my one day that I returned to TikTok i Uh -uh. and back on TikTok more often. It's just sometimes I just like, I, I know I spend hours there anyway, so I just haven't clicked on it that much lately.
1: Yeah, it's tough to actually want to be on there because there is there are some funny things to see, but also you know it can be assessed. Also, to waste absolutely all of your time
0: raise their limit to ten minutes. I don't need to watch short films on there. I want I want like vines on there. We're
1: going we're going in the wrong direction. We're losing recipes. I
0: I agree with you one hundred percent. Bring back Vine. Uh, my friend had a Vine themed party this week, and I wanted to be Kermit falling out of the window. Kermitting. Uh, And my friend said she had a stuffed Kermit. I was like, oh, perfect. Can you give it to me? She's like, no, I live an hour away. I'm not going to come back an hour to give it to you. Because it was like later that day. And I was just going to like drop the Kermit. And that would be the Kermitting. Brutal. Uh, Anyway, so uh, we got some Brazil shout out, which I appreciate in this episode. Miss Jen, she prays for the theater uh, babies. Uh, Please protect my theater's babies. And then she sings an excerpt of Let It Go. And Nini's behind her. And we knew Nene was going to be in three episodes and she hadn't been in them yet. So this is the last one. She tells Miss Jen that it's been a life-changing couple of weeks. And I feel like, okay, for Nene, she met her biological father. Like, that is more life-changing than any of these theaters. For games. sure. Like, but she's like, yeah, Mama C. And I was like, Carolyn? Carolyn from Survivor? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Mama C is what uh, she calls one of her mothers. Uh-huh. Uh, she tells her that, like, One of them is like, oh, you should actually go back, finish East High. The other one's like, what if you move down here? And Nini is in this, like, torn place. And I was actually, like, because I didn't – I was, like, it seemed like she might have been in a good place where she could come back to East High. if like, I saw there was a lot of photos of her with Joshua Bassett at the premiere. So I'm like, maybe she's, like, in a good enough place with Mm -hmm. him that they can co-work together. But – I was curious to see what they did because I'm like, sh- we haven't got an album, sis, and I've been waiting. So right. Olivia,
1: it, and it actually it was it was believable enough that like I was like, I I could see it. You know, she's talked about you know her passion for doing things she likes and not skipping steps. Like I could see her wanting to maybe come back if the the price is right from Disney Plus. So it was at least believable that hey, maybe she does meet Miss Jen at the fire pit and she is going to come back for senior year.
0: Possibly the more believable parts of the storyline, because there was a part later on that I don't know if you know what I'm going to talk about, but that was, like, so unbelievable. For not that I can think out of my moment. head. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, but we okay. will get there, I'm we'll sure, there. and
1: I will know what you're talking about.
0: Uh, it really made me upset. Uh, but yeah, so Miss Jen says, uh, there's this fireplace at camp, and you're going to, and Nini's like, Miss Jen, I've been to this camp for many years. I know where the fireplace is. I'll be there if I make up my mind. Uh, if not, if you don't see me, then uh, you know what I've decided. Um, So Courtney is panicking. Uh, She is in her bed and Gina goes to talk to her and is like, I'm there for you, but we should probably be at the theater. Um, And then we immediately cut to Carlos about to perform in summer. Gina and Ricky are there and Carlos is like, I'm going to miss camp. I was like, proud of you, Carlos. Look at your little growth arc that you had.
1: Yeah, I was proud of him. He did. He did have a a long two weeks, and a transformative two weeks. So yeah, I was happy yeah. to see that.
0: And he sings in summer. And my biggest thing about the scene was like, Seth was literally there last night. Why couldn't he stay one more night? I I
1: have no idea what the deal with that was. Yeah, he was. He drove all that way. We we established the geography of how far it is to get to wherever this camp possibly could have been from Utah. There's absolutely no reason that he was not. That the character Seb was not there the next night. There's absolutely no reason that Disney Plus could not have paid Joe Serafini to be in one more episode of the show. It's just like it, it makes absolutely no sense that Seb was not there in the last episode.
0: That's like this bad writing that popped out. They like said, okay, we can't show you 100% great writing. We have to have some flaws. Right. Um, otherwise, we, I guess they'll lose their charm. <laughs> I don't know. Channing is annoyed that everything is going according to plan for the students and Corbin's like what the fuck bro just chill uh, let them perform and we get this big red and Ashland chat tease because then the rest of the chat is after uh, we also have this scene where uh, I believe her name is Aria Brooks who plays Alex she is there with Dara Renee um, and Alex tells Courtney that she has anxiety also and she's been meeting with therapists and Courtney's like oh you have a therapist and i think there is like now we are not black but i thought it was important to see these two black women discussing therapists especially black girls because i have been told by my black friends that therapy is sometimes considered a taboo subject uh because then you have to like admit that there uh you have mental health issues and to some people in not just black communities because it's been Mm -hmm. prevalent in latino spaces as well but like and probably also white spaces like you're saying basically by having a therapist you admit that you are crazy which is not the step that people need to be making but it is a common thing so i thought this was a cool scene to have these two black characters especially black women talking about knowing some of the discussions i've been uh able to witness between Mm -hmm. black friends or also uh, not just black friends, but all types of friends. But I do know it's a common theme in black spaces.
1: Yeah. No, I I think that is generally the conceit of, you know, why uh, mental health treatment is such a taboo subject in society in general. But like you said, um, I think that has been, I don't know, gate kept is the right word, but it, I think it is much more prevalent in you know, And there's the added layer that
0: I've heard in conversations that I've been involved I want to, I don't want to say a part of because I haven't I've been more listening to those conversations mm-hmm. but like you already deal with you have to deal with enough like bullshit as a black person in this country and I'm just speaking about America specifically but mm-hmm. that you like you have to be strong regardless and that like therapy is a sign of weakness and like mm-hmm. this was like probably important to see for some people for me it was just a cool moment talking about mental health but I can assume there's layers as well And I don't even know if it was intentional. It was just maybe we want to get one more scene with this girl that is a talented actress that we don't have plans for in season four, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I thought that was a really cool scene. And also, uh, prioritizing mental health is important. Mm No, 100%. Uh, Where were we? So, yeah. So, we had that conversation right before... We see the scene between Big Red and Ashlyn. And Big Red's, let me talk first. And like he's like, so I've done a lot of thinking over this summer. And Ashlyn's like, he's like struggling to find his words. And Ashlyn's like, whatever you want to say, I probably feel the same way. Ashlyn's like, like,
1: cool, hell yes. I'm getting the easy way out and I'm getting dumped.
0: Yes. Um, and then he's like, well, Ashlyn, I love you. Uh, you're the person I want to be with for the rest of my life. And like Big Red, there's a big pond out there. Like, you, you, like, I think you're a little too codependent, Mr. Big Red. Uh, but uh, hopefully we get to see some of this fallout in season four, like, because Ashlyn, like, didn't do anything out of bounds. She just kind of discovered more about herself. But I do think they should have a conversation about what happened in their two different summers uh, or two weeks, I guess. Anyways, uh, he's like, Ashlyn, I love you and you're my person. And then she's, like, very happy with that. So she's, like, rediscovered her love for Big Red in this scene, I guess
1: yeah yeah how do you feel about um, this
0: as someone who married their high school sweetheart slash like end of high school sweetheart?
1: yeah I couldn't really tell she rediscovered her love for big red um if she was i mean as as a you know teenager in high school in the moment, you're probably so flooded with emotions in that moment maybe yeah in that moment she thought you know she was um rediscovering her love for big red, but it was maybe more of a a temporary infatuation that like she just felt so flattered that someone did think that way about her. Um, It's tough to say because a month later uh, when we get the time jump, they're technically still dating, um, but we don't know what all their particulars of their relationship have gone on and whatnot. There definitely seems to be a sort of weird energy. Um, She seems to be completely off guard caught off guard whenever he says that he's bisexual in this, in the documentary teaser. Uh, So their, their conversations haven't gotten too deep, I guess. Um, So yeah, it's, it's tough to say um, exactly what she was feeling in that moment.
0: That's like, I guess we'll talk about the time jump later on, but there, I have a lot of questions. Well, we'll get there when we get there, but yeah, no, it just felt like she was like more secure in house with, and comfortable staying with Big Red in that moment as opposed to like maybe she didn't want to dump him after he says that but she seemed genuinely happier that after he said that than before he said that about Mm. their relationship status
1: yeah certainly no she certainly well like I said I think she seemed happier whether or not it was you know deeper about their actual relationship as a whole or a temporary infatuation that oh someone is you know professing their love for me that's got to feel good regardless of whether you are reciprocating in that as much in that moment um tough to say without any of the other context behind it
0: so uh we see courtney's performance of let it go first things first what you think
1: great stuff um
0: there are renee eight
1: no she always does Um, Uh,
0: she's gonna be in the descendants four
1: um, I think I saw something about that. Not not super well-versed in the Descendants verse, but...
0: That's a, another uh, Disney Channel uh, piece of media I'm not familiar with. Yeah, definitely so. a,
1: a blind spot for me. I don't intend on learning about the Descendants verse, but happy for her. Um, she deserves... i check it out because
0: I'm a Dara, Dara Renee fan. I also love Shana Ann McLean. Uh, I remember the first one looked interesting enough that I wanted to check it out way back in the day. Just never got around mm. to it. hmm um, it's an interesting concept, like the kids of the villains.
1: Yeah, uh, no, it definitely is for sure.
0: Anyways, she she be in the middle of eating and Channing, uh, cuts the power, so she has to do a cappella. Have you heard the version of the song from the studio, not the not the?
1: I don't the- think I have. Um, and they they have that's what I was gonna say. Electric
0: guitar r- rip in there. That's pretty good.
1: That is great. I will. I will go ahead and assume. That the the studio version is an A for me because yeah. everything we got when you know Dar Rene is just unbothered in singing during that song, incredible, immaculate. Like I don't think there was a better performance all season. Um, so I I definitely think without even hearing the studio version that would be in the A tier for me.
0: Yeah, I know it, it's A T for me as well. But uh, she she powers through the sabotage. Uh, miss jen pulls out her phone flashlight everyone starts doing that gina uh restarts the power sees channing and says don't get me started pulling her quote back from episode five Mm -hmm. we Um, love callback and that's not the last time we'll hear that line ashlyn gets nene's card ricky's like wait nene's here and then we don't really see anything because nene and courtney go chit chat. And NeNe is proud of all of them, especially Courtney. And I was like, this is a friendship that I wish we got to explore more. Even in season two, I feel like this was just a season one friendship that like, I I would have loved to have seen more with them over the three seasons that Mm Olivia Briggs was part of the show.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I guess maybe season two, they had more plans, but COVID happened. So we don't know for sure, but uh, it was nice to see them have a final moment because if anyone deserves that, it's Courtney. with NeNe.
1: Yeah, for sure. But also
0: weird power move of Nini to not even, like, text any of them. Just, like, says, like, goodbye to Miss Jen and, I guess, Courtney. But, like, uh, whatever. They'll probably find out on Instagram. So they uh, – Nini – this is the part that annoyed me. Nini starts singing "Born to Be Brave, and I'm like, okay, that's a song you made up. But this is not a song in the universe because when she leaves – and we'll talk about it in a second – she plays the song Born to Be Brave from Season 1 on the car – and yeah. I was heated. I was like she okay. she self
1: produced it in the voice notes.
0: <laughs> but like without Dara Renee's vocals, like maybe she like got Jordan Fisher to give her a single experiment, but like I it was very heated. I was like maybe she did in the voice notes, but Yeah, maybe the it's just a,
1: maybe it's just a demo track. Um, it's the first thing Jordan Fisher produced for her and she's like, "Well, once once we get to the final cut, I got to get Courtney on the vocals with me."
0: I was like, too, too meta for me, like in the other way. Like, okay, you can mm. be meta about existing property, but you cannot be meta about your own show yet. Mm. They're not there yet. Once once Nini has a record out, well, do you think they'll like mention Nini having an album at the end of the next season?
1: Because
0: mm. she's not there?
1: Oh, we're definitely not done talking about Nini. That's for sure.
0: Um. So yeah, so they have that chit chat. Uh, we go back to Channing. He's being a lot. Ricky says they are just a friends right before he's like, he's trying to antagonize Ricky and Gina. Then uh, he sings uh, Christoph's Lullaby which is a song from the Broadway version but also has some callbacks to What Do You Know About Love, the song that they sing together. Um, EJ and Val together call EJ's dad and EJ, it doesn't seem like it went to voicemail. It seems like his dad hung up on him but he's just saying, can you just say you're proud of me for once and the dad seems to hang up.
1: Yeah, not a, he's not a good guy. Not nope. a good guy. Nothing else to say about Mr. Caswell.
0: Uh, Nini is not at the fireplace, so she left a card. And Miss Jen is like, "Okay, she's ready to start over in California. I'm gonna miss my child, but um, she's gonna do great things." Uh, and again, born to be brave. In the car, then we see uh, the like post, like production hangout sort of thing. They're celebrating after a successful pr- uh, performance. Corbin Blue was there. He's like, Jessica and talking about miss jen and he was like you are our favorite background actor um and he also fires channing in this instance saying and then channing's like well regardless i have final edits say.'" i'm like channing aren't you a pa like what i thought yeah. channing was just as a as assistant i th- didn't think he had like also camera people generally don't have power say on that
2: yeah
1: yeah Maybe i guess that producer? uh you know they don't want you to peek behind the curtain too far on a on the old meta documentary but it is possible you know maybe just the uh the production budget is so low that like hey we had we spent it all on Corbin Blue so we have one nepotism baby to do everything else and let's hope for the best
0: um so he leaves um and then Corbin Blue's like what team and they'd say wildcats and then they sing every day they're all sad summer is over i was surprised we didn't get the song i think i said it in our preseason podcast the camp rock 2 finale song this is our summer uh this is our song uh they i was surprised we didn't get that i feel like that would have been a perfect but i love every day so i'm not complaining uh every day is probably my favorite high school musical song
1: i think i think it might be my favorite high school musical song too i love that one
0: yeah, it's so beautiful, and also mm-hmm. like it's so cool getting to hear Corbin sing Troy's part um, mm-hmm. at the beginning. I, I that's like something weird that like always makes me happy seeing like someone sing someone else's part. That like the meta ness, like the, that's like a little treat for the fans. Right. In a way exactly. that doesn't need to be explicit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's something you know, icky. Yeah. Um, and, but it was it was very good, even if you don't know.
0: And they trend in Brazil, so that's exciting.
1: They do. We got
0: ricky his lottery ticket in his card and i'm like that's like a nice little close the book on this yeah. like initial relationship of the show mm-hmm. and even outside the show like that's like a nice little nod and then we get the time jump one month later they're at the tlc chinese theater in downtown hollywood hollywood Boule- no hollywood boulevard which is the only reason i would ever go to hollywood boulevard is for an event it's i it like the plague it's like the times square of los angeles um but if you ever come visit i'll take you to hollywood boulevard if you really want to go Sam.
1: i'm good i've been once before did my touristy duties there once and i'm fine i'm i I got stuck
0: near the hollywood boulevard today so um i I do drive by there i don't mind driving by there but walking around it always gives me the Mm heebie-jeebies um sometimes there's a fun event at the dolby theater though so i will swing by if there's something cool but that's not my jam Mm -hmm. anyways this is not us talking about the hollywood boulevard we're going to talk about the premiere itself Ricky did the "I'm Ricky Bowen and you're watching Disney Plus." And I was like, mm, "I didn't like that. No, like I, I get it, but I don't think I don't like it."
1: Yeah, that was that was like, before however, his generation anyway. started
0: having people doing that. Like, imagine like Elizabeth Olsen. "I'm Elizabeth Olsen. I play Wanda in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and you're watching Disney Plus." And, and does she... the like
1: uh... A little arc with the plus?
0: Yeah. Um, I love how I did that visually, even though it's not a visual medium and, and also, both of our cameras are off. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not even like worth it for you. But um uh-huh. we get the first trailer uh premiere. Uh what did you think of everyone's like style changes? Like Courtney, she has like now she has a different hairstyle. Carlos has dyed his hair pink. Any any fun like
1: art? Yeah, our, well, I don't know, they style? I'm curious to see will this disney plus documentary give them any sort of you know social media following in the show that becomes a dress because a lot of them just their attire their look um they look like they do now in real life where all of them are relatively famous you know you take the big fashion risks when you're relatively famous and um you kind of change your whole persona I mean, a little bit and that's how a like lot of them look
0: courtney green so i'm like is this going to be the start of courtney's fashion thing yeah
1: so i'm curious to see if any of that is addressed or what we we're supposed to think about that but yeah it did seem like you know even, even over the course of a month of a you know i guess documentary that has been announced and teased they all seem to think of themselves as stars now so um yeah, interesting to see. we'll we'll be interested to see if that becomes addressed.
0: Uh so we end up seeing the trailer and they're all excited and it's just them in a room with Corbin Bloom. I'm like, they would just do this in like a private little thing. This would not mm-hmm. be in the Chinese theater, but okay. Um so they see the messy dramatic trailer. It's very, it's cut together um very dramatically, and then I legitimately yelped. Because it was always my hope to see, like Jason Curtis Rivera did say on the season finale podcast of last year or the season, well, last episode recap that EJ, Big Red, and Ricky cannot all leave East High with none of them being openly queer. Mm -hmm. And we got that. Big Red is bi. And I yelped. I was so excited because also knowing that Larry Saperstein is bi as well, I'm like, okay, we can see this bisexual representation. I think to my experience, this is the first, male character that is by on a show that i have watched i'm not saying there aren't examples of that Mm. um i know there was like an example in bros as well but like uh it's exciting to see
1: yeah no for sure it was um yeah i would have liked to see you know any sort of journey that big red went on to discovering that but you know not everyone's path to coming out is linear it's not all the same so we, for, don't to, we don't have to see, uh, you know, exactly what went on. I want, like, three Red. episodes
0: of season four to come out, and then the fourth episode is, like, what happened in the summer for our characters that didn't go to camp? Like, a little bit on Big Red, a yeah. little bit on Howie if he comes back. Something maybe they hung him. out.
1: I mean, they, I, I know uh, Seb was, you know, busy farming, and Big Red was busy working at the pizza place, but maybe they hung out some this yeah. summer. And that would be fun to, yeah. They hold like,
0: together? They held them all? The, no.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, then we get the the drama. Uh, EJ says something to Ricky that I actually didn't write down. I was like, "You win the game," or like uh, something stupid. Uh, Gina and Ricky they have this conversation. Gina's like, "It's always been you, like, and I, now I'm just professing my love for you, and I don't need you to say anything, but you know where I stand." And Ricky says, "Don't get me started." And they kiss, and I was like, "No." ricky be single gina be single like yeah please. like we i am not a what is the ship name uh rena it's like renee yeah. to rena i saw on tiktok yeah. or something or youtube or something i was like no we don't need this like i understand it's a it's a like show about relationships but yeah he has so many that, other that... existing relationships out there
2: Yeah,
1: that was that was my only qualm with the episode as well. And like we said, when we for some reason received slander from um, a random person on Twitter, we never said that this wouldn't happen. We said we didn't want it to happen. Um, I stand by that. I recognize slander.
0: That was so funny
1: to me. was, And I recognize that they are the two main characters in the show and the show isn't necessarily a. A big thinker and you know not very subversive of you know your typical tropes. Um, but that doesn't mean I wanted it to happen. I can still not actively root for the the stereotypical tropes to happen. Um, you know, I don't see in what world it has always been Ricky for her. Um I you thought know, that so
0: was it hasn't. They literally did yeah, exactly. it because ricky and nini were probably going to end up together if, if they went yeah. their way it's
1: like i don't i don't know where that came from i think it would be i mean there's another trope that they could have used where like oh the knight in shining armor comes out of nowhere like that is a, a trope as well and you could have gone with that i don't know why they went the oh it's always been you because it it literally has not yeah um, and also
0: we were also i mean i'm speaking for like the people i talked to on the podcast i don't actually know your feelings on it um, but like we were all excited about like EJ and Gina at the end of season two, so like to see it disintegrate this quickly was like so sad mm-hmm. because we were all like they like EJ had such a redemption arc in season two and Gina we just like saw the catapult of Sophia Wiley's power on and how she commands the camera. So uh-huh. it was like exciting to see them together, especially since they were like the the like they were, like, the bench warmers to the, like, main stars. Like, they were, like, the understudies. Yeah. Uh, so, to see them, like, have their own thing, and then we could focus away from Ricky and Nina, yeah. Nina for a season. It was so exciting, and now that it's, like, Ricky had to be the center of attention, and yeah. I hope Gina goes and does something exciting, and like, actually, no, that's me. If Gina and Ricky are happy together, I want them to be happy together, but, selfishly, I think Gina could do a lot better than Ricky.
1: For sure, but, like, as a show I don't understand why they couldn't have made it along like sure they can end up together they're your stars Tim Federally sees it like I do he knows Matt Cornett's not a star and you want your two stars to end up together sure but like earn it make it make sense build it up like yeah they've kind of had a on again off again like unrequited love from both sides sometimes or not not necessarily unrequited but like a forbidden love in a sense because they've always um, you know, been with another person while they liked each other, never worked out. Like why not continue that and stretch it out over a season, season four. And then, you know, it's not, it's not like a, a codependent thing almost. Like they don't have to be in a relationship. They're choosing to be in a relationship. They found themselves, they know who they are as people. And now they're choosing to be in that relationship. And you build that over season four and then they can end up together in a way that makes sense and feels earned and is not just, like, thrown in there. Um, so that's that's why I'm annoyed with that also plot line. I'm
0: frustrated with the show's, I guess, idea that everyone on their show needs to be coupled up with each other. Like, mm-hmm. I think there is something about these high school shows that promotes, like, happiness in relationship that can be kind of, like, as someone who's experienced it, like I didn't have a relationship in high school and I felt like I was lesser than at times because I wasn't seen as worthy enough of having a relationship. And I think that is a harmful thing that like people watching TV can fall into that trope that like, I think we should, you watch Never Have I Ever? Mm -hmm. My big hope for season four is that uh, you've seen season three, right? Yeah. So I would love it if the whole show started out with Davey trying to get to have sex and at the end and that season 3 cliffhanger was like they end up at the start of season 4 and nothing happens it was just them like going to ha- like going to do it and then they decide not to do it and the show ends with Davey going off to college and still hasn't had sex cuz i think that uh-huh. would be like a whole promotion of self love and like i think that would be such a fun little subversion of this entire concept of the show never have i ever left high school without like doing it would be like such a subversion to that like we don't need to uh, like promote relationships to be happy in high school. I think that would be cool to see like a character just like kind of doing whatever they want and not needing a relationship. to. Yeah. We,
1: we talked about, you know, giving teenagers important messages that they need to see in high school. Like, yeah. Give them that lesson too, that you don't, your, your self-worth is not always based in someone else's attraction to you. like you can you find self-worth in yourself. That's why it's in the name. And yeah, I think they, that's a, a missed opportunity. Um, it's not necessarily you know the biggest missed opportunity. I'm glad that you know with these other storylines, um, they seem to be being more mindful of them. But I think, yeah, I think this could have yeah. been another one as well.
0: Um, and we just get confirmation that Chan Channing's not in- involved in the edit of the actual episodes, just in the trailer. I think that's what Corbin blue said. Is there anything else in this trailer besides like the big red reveal and then the ending with Ricky and Gina that you really wanted to hit on? That anything jump out to you? We saw like a clip of like Carlos talking to some dude, and it was cut together weirdly. Uh, strangely enough, Seb wasn't in the documentary, but Big Red was. Miss Jen wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't see any Dewey Wood in this finale.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't have much to comment on other than, you know, what we talked about. Some of the things, the drama that the, whatever the final cut has uh, evoked, I think some of it is easier more easily explained like the Gene and Courtney stuff. Like we, you know, got to dwell on that stuff. I uh, would be curious to see how they even brought up in an interview with a guy that wasn't at the camp, uh, his sexuality, how that, you know, was a topic conversation for, uh, you know, 17 year old maybe 18 year old that wasn't even attending the summer camp and how that was put into this documentary before yeah they, even like, told they only got friend. releases
0: from the people like doing the theater program right so right and this guy was clearly not a part of it unless he was like literally one of the background extras that we never uh-huh. saw um there was also like something about jet thinking courtney's hot and then mm. maddox and ashlyn having like a summer fling sort of thing Right, and was, and, like, the gist of the things that we didn't discuss, but like, I feel like most of that is not going to matter. The big things that we'll take out of it is going to be like Ashton and Big Red both being by, and then the final scene with Gina and Ricky. Uh, I think those are going to be the overlapping things. I think a lot of them mm-hmm. are going to like wash away pretty quickly in the premiere. Unfortunately, because I think there is set up that they laid the groundwork floor for uh, to continue these conversations in season mm-hmm. four. Yeah. Um. Now. Before we do our wrap up stuff, I do want to ask you a couple things about season four. So who was a character we didn't see or didn't see a ton of in season three that you are excited to revisit in season four, should they be a part of it? Cause I have a very, uh, one that's standing out to me.
1: Um, for me, I think I would like to see more Howie. Howie. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's what I want to see. He's, he's incredibly talented. Um, obviously so that's i mean for that reason alone i want to see more of him but i want to see you know how how courtney's relationship with him uh has grown now that she's had some self-discovery of her own while she's been at summer camp um i don't know if that's possible for for how he'd be in the show since you know he will typically he will theoretically be at college i'm not sure Uh, In what state?
0: Community college.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure in what state that college he will be attending, or if he's uh, going to the University of of Utah, which is in Salt Lake. um, That is quite possible. Doesn't seem like
0: a BYU kid. No,
1: doesn't seem like a BYU kid to me. But you never know. I I, they aren't getting into religion too much on this
0: one. Kid, but he goes there on Survivor.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I don't don't know. You, You, the. The vibes from BYU kids can sometimes be deceiving.
0: Valid. I would love to see Mr. Mazar return to the picture.
1: Yeah. That was a good see one.
0: Where he stands with Jen, Miss Jen. Uh, EJ's not there anymore, but maybe EJ and him can have like a when Met Carnett definitely returns for a guest starring role if he's not main cast. Uh-huh. Like you know that, even though you and Mr. Tim supposedly agree that he's not a star they'll still incorporate him somehow because for sure what does he have else going on this is like he'll be on Dancing with the Stars in like 10 years
1: oh yeah I, w- I wonder if uh, if Matt Cornette or not Matt Cornette if EJ if he's gonna want to be uh, you know uh, after his directorial debut if he's gonna want to be like a, a choir director show choir director maybe even uh, just a, a teacher in general like uh, Mr. Mazzara and then you know, kind of be the, the volunteer sponsor. Like for the Finn Finn things.
0: Hudson to Mr. Shoe. Oh no.
1: Oh um, yeah, exactly.
0: Um speaking of uh speaking of Dancing with the Stars, uh they did a uh, finally free someone, uh the guy from Coda, I forget his name, but he he did a dance to finally free, which was ah. the Bassett song on Disney Plus night on Dancing with the Stars. Gotcha. And I only I only tangentially follow it by looking at some YouTube clips and then looking at what performers uh Team Jordan Sparks. Uh-huh. But yeah um and then what what songs do you think do you hope that they sing that they haven't hit yet because i was surprised they didn't sing any prom songs from uh a night to remember from the prom episode
1: um yeah i honestly i can't think of any songs off the top of my head i'm like oh i haven't heard them yet they gotta get in there
0: uh yeah so that's just we talked a lot about season four at the beginning now let's finish up our season with um quickly we'll do our mvps and lvps we both agreed channing lvp for the episode who would you give the mvp to
1: the mvp i don't know it's tough no it's not tough actually i was gonna give it to gina she'd been so strong all season but i wanted to dock her um for you know going to ricky Um, but it's not tough i'm gonna give it to courtney
0: same i was like the only other person that was a contender for me was big red but we didn't get enough of him to like rotate. right and i'm like courtney okay you i i mean do an extra point to alex in solidarity for her conversation but i think this was courtney's season far and away like i think if season 2 was gina's season this was courtney's season
1: yeah I um, thought I thought Gina was was killing it up until the very end. I'm like, ah, you lost sight, uh, girl. Don't
0: don't lie to the audience, because. Uh, oh wait, no, that wasn't you. That was Mike Bloom who gave Gina the LVP.
1: Yeah, that was Mike Bloom. I was I'm pretty sure I gave Gina like my most MVPs on the season.
0: Yeah, uh, you gave Gina one MVP, and you've given Courtney two. So really, See, yeah. I thought
1: I think Gina she was just so consistent all season because I thought she's not losing sight like she. You know, even though Ricky is very obviously in love with her, like she is focusing on her current relationship and she's focusing on having a fun summer for herself and with her friends. And she was very consistent all season long. And I think just that level of loan could have uh, given her the MVP for me on the season, but then she just, she dropped the ball at the very end if you ask me.
0: All right. So, um, And then, so our LVP, we give it to Channing. So final totals, I'll give you the top three. So Courtney wins the MVP section with seven points. Gina has four, and Ricky ended up with three. Those were the top three of the season because I was surprisingly more pro-Ricky than I've ever been in my life on this season. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, for for, for the majority
1: of the season, I was as well. And I think if, you know, he could have been content with, you know, hey, I'll go into my senior year and I'll be friends with all of the people that I'm close to. And, you know, if anything happens romantically, then sure. But I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm not going to force anything. Um, I'm just going to be here to have a good time. And whatever relationships, you know, are being fostered by that, you know, I hope that they they come to me. Um, But that wasn't the direction that he decided to go at the end.
0: Uh, Carlos and Jet both got two MVP points and Ashlyn and Miss Jen both got one. And that's it for the MVPs. Our LVPs, different story. Ashlyn and Channing tied with, for first place with five. And our second, or I guess third place person was EJ with four. Uh, I feel like they were the biggest L's of the season.
1: Yeah, Ashlyn had a lot of individual L's in there. Um, but, you know, maybe that's, that's just a necessary um, stumbling point on your path to, you know, having, I think overall, a pretty good season um you know she had a lot of self-discovery and i think yeah overall a a solid b-plus performance for ashlyn
0: yeah maddox ended up getting three lvps specifically early in the season similar Um,
1: similar reasons to ashlyn yeah and overall on the season a solid again b-plus for maddox and we had four
0: people with one lvp gina carlos uh dewey and corbin blue um so That's quickly true. i want to ask you some of these characters uh do you think we'll see them again quick yes or no for you um uh we'll start with jet, jet yes and maddox yes and yes yes and yes uh what about nini no never in the show's history again you don't think we'll ever see nini?
1: i don't know how many more seasons it's gonna get but i don't think in season four i think okay. she'll be talked about but not not uh seen
0: uh alex and Emmy. Well Emmy, yes, but Emmy, yes,
1: obviously. Alex, no. Dewey Wood. No. Absolutely not.
0: Corbin Blue, yes, we already have that confirmed. Yep. Val.
1: Val, no. Uh Channing. No.
0: Madison. Jojo Siwa. No. Marvin. Marvin. Nini's dad. Biological
1: dad. Oh. Um. Well, if I'm gonna say no to Nini, then I'll have to say no to Marvin. Lily um no she's got a transfer she's got a transfer she can't stay there
0: seb and big red
1: uh yeah for sure
0: mr mazara yeah yeah uh the french kid
1: hmm. from no. season two no
0: zacky roy no uh howie yes ricky's dad yeah and last but not least queen natalie bagley
1: yeah, I think Natalie Bagley's back.
0: All right. Now let's quickly slot in some of these songs. Um, so This Is Me, where would you have that?
1: Uh, would I give that a B? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be nice. I'm kind of harsh sometimes. I'll give it a B.
0: All right, so you'll give that a B. I will have to rearrange all this time, but I don't want to take up too much time going through and re-slotting everything. So I might do a bonus pod with Caitlyn, get her thoughts on everything. Uh And I will have my updated rankings set up for that, so you'll give it a b. I will also probably give it i will give it an A for now, but knowing that I might do an extra pod, I will slot things around mm-hmm. um because I think this is better than some of the things that currently have an a mm-hmm. um what about uh in summer
1: uh that's a d for me that's not a, a fan L- not a fan of the song it's not much of a song I don't know why they i mean i guess uh, josh gad isn't singing too much on that song either but i, I just didn't yeah didn't care for it yeah i also gave it, uh stick frozen. to
0: the status quo d uh let it go
1: uh nay from mr renee
0: as well um what about christoph's lullaby
1: i so i hadn't heard that one before because i'm not familiar with the the frozen stage show and i liked it quite a bit um, and it was kind of—it's a callback to—is uh, it, it? What do you know, or what do I know about love? What yeah. do you know about love? I know the lyric in this one says, "What do I know about love?" I think the song is "What do you know about love?" And so I—I I, like the song a lot, and I hadn't heard it before, and I will give it an A. Oh, and I like. Nice. It. I like Joshua Bassett's voice. I like when he sings and plays guitar. Um, what about "Every Day"? Uh, that's an A as well.
0: Yeah, that one gave me goosebumps. Uh, just if you were curious, the moments that made me cry. Alex and Courtney's conversation. This is me, uh, let it go, and then every day.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: I was also, like, very tired that day. So maybe I wasn't too, but, like, also normalized men crying. So For sure, for sure. Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, I, I know since this might be our last conversation about this season, let me just go quickly through your rankings, and I want to get your any moves quickly. So let's give it the F tier first, the Ballad of Susan Fine.
1: Yep, sounds right. Uh,
0: deer tier, uh, Shallow Lake and In Summer. Yep. Uh, bet on it, the C tier. What time is it start the party? Balance, Rising, Different Way to Dance, and Here I Come.
1: Sounds about right. All the all the pop songs.
0: Uh, fabulous, which is the B tier, finally free, for the first time in forever, the jet version. You never know. Fabulous, Love is an Open Door. It's on, Wouldn't Change a Thing, and This Is Me. Yep. And then your A tier, the I want it all, for the first time in forever, slash do you want to build a snowman mashup, let it go, Chris Lullaby, in every day.
1: Yeah, no, I, I don't miss. I didn't you miss. Don't I don't miss. And uh, that's all 100% correct. Yes.
0: Well, Good. Sam, I had a lot of fun talking about this season with you. We had you on almost every episode, which is always a success for a recap series, um, for like to have both co-hosts there, especially when my schedule is not the easiest yeah.
1: well, that makes me feel good because sometimes i felt like i was doing the bare minimum and dropping the ball for you so I'm, no I'm, you did uh, some
0: recast for me when disney plus was playing games on my computer do
1: that to do that
0: so yeah, yeah so just do stuff. my part i love chatting with you i'm so glad we did this i always love podcasting with you and it's so cool that i get to say i'm friends with three of the four davis brothers yeah um so one day we'll get Tucker on a podcast, and I'll be no. Good luck,
1: good luck. Uh to you. His uh, his retainer is very high.
0: Yeah, he he he's asking for that Olivia Rodrigo money.
1: He really is, uh, and unwarranted for sure. I'll say it.
0: But anyways, uh, Sam, tell us what's going on with you these days uh, in the podcasting streets, in the social media world. Anything that you have going on. Uh we'll probably have you on podcasts in the future. I know Will wants to get you on a uh, Phineas and Ferb episode at some point. Uh, yeah. great uh skill when we do that for season two. Yeah,
2: for sure.
1: Um haven't been podcasting much lately. Haven't had much time for um uh everyone and their brother. I think I had mentioned an episode that we are gonna record. I keep being um, teased
0: with the ampies since like I wanna say March.
1: Yeah, like I said, um, similar to our schedule for this. It's just it's been tough to record these days. We're just two
0: people trying to coordinate a podcast.
1: Um, So, yeah, it's been a busy few months for everybody and haven't got on there. But hopefully we will return to that soon. Um, I have been making some more TikToks lately. I was inspired by finally going viral for once. Um, I had a TikTok that got over 10 million views on tiktok so that um you know it's easier to want to continue making content when you get that affirmation from strangers um so yeah if you all would like to follow me on tiktok at not that sam davis then that would continue to give me more uh, affirmation from you internet strangers which is an unhealthy way to derive value but we all do it nonetheless
0: Mm -hmm. and let's get in some pop culture plugs uh and you can do a regular pop culture plug but because I'm feeling narcissistic. Give me a Latino pop culture plug as well. Uh, in honor uh, of Hispanic and So like,
1: I've been blindsided time. by this. My my pop culture,
0: pop culture plug. So was,
1: I was coming into this with uh, everything, everywhere, all at once.
0: Had you not seen it before?
1: I had not. And I was uh, and I
0: the rock it. with googly eyes for one of my Halloween parties. Oh, that's awesome. I just put a black shirt on and taped that's some great. googly so eyes. On easy. Uh,
1: yeah, Chandler and I watched it this weekend and is incredible i'm sad that i didn't get to see it in theaters um i just didn't get around to it and yeah i i love the movie 100 it was very good do you have um, halloween
0: plans halloween costumes are you and chandler gonna be uh ricky and gina uh,
1: we're not gonna be ricky and gina no appropriation here but we are <laughs> going to the two of us are going to be the twins from the shining Ooh. so um since i'm not sure when you will release this podcast but be on the lookout for that costume for me
0: and yeah if you don't have a latino pop culture plug that's fine i blindsided you with it
1: yeah but, I, I didn't come prepared
0: yes i'll do my plugs if you think of anything feel free to add yeah. to it but uh my plugs si se puede has its own podcast feed now but that is the series talking about latina and hispanic heritage representation in american media we got interviews with some reality stars, Indy Santos from Big Brother, as well as Abby Maria Gomez and Lirsa Torres from Survivor. Some actors, Katia Martin and Rolando Chuzan from Promised Land, as well as some uh, producers, Elaine Del Valle and Fanny Vigrande, Grande, and some friends of mine as well, who uh, you probably haven't heard of, but you will if you listen to the podcast. Uh, you can listen to any of our back catalog on the Brazilian Dragon podcast feed as well. We had the main feed. Autumn and I will be back shortly to talk about the last two uh, discussion episodes of Total Drama Island that we got to do, plus a retrospective. And then AJ Norris, Naomi Calhoun, and I talked a couple of nights ago about the 2006 funkily animated movie, Monster House. Sam, are you familiar with the Monster House?
1: I know what it is. I'm... um you know could recognize the animation style anywhere have never seen the flick actually
0: it's not as scary as i thought it was gonna be when i was a kid uh it's my second time experiencing monster house it was a great podcast you know it's a good time when aj norris is involved and naomi calhoun as well Uh, the three of us get together and we go off the rails but specifically i think i ran out of adhd meds that the day before previously and you could tell so uh maybe you could tell on this podcast too but i need to go to cbs and get more so that I can be a little more calmer. But it was a great podcast. We had a lot of fun. No regrets as was once tattooed on someone's body in a film. And that was a lot of fun. You can check that out in the Nao Movies feed. Uh, Otherwise, we're just going to have some fun content here. Uh, It's back to Return to Halloween Town podcast in your feeds on Halloween as well. And otherwise, we're just having fun. Phineas and Ferb, you know where to find that too. Uh, For my pop culture plug, I am going to plug... Um, what am I going to plug? I blindsided myself, Sam.
1: Yeah. Well, I would plug the Brazilian Dragon podcast and everything you've been doing. Um, I know you've already plugged that before. I but appreciate that. Can't, can't stress enough um, how important it is, the work you're doing, and all the cool guests you've gotten. I mean, yeah. you, you mentioned a lot of them earlier, but really big gets for you to, to have on the pod.
0: I appreciate that. And we're going to have more conversations about it, just not in the near future, but I'm open to popping up with one of these episodes every once in a while because it is an important topic. Mm. Um, you know what? I'm counting Survivor 43 as a Latino topic. Uh, Carla and Jesse to me are the frontrunners of this. I
1: 100% agree.
0: So, uh, though that's, that's uh, my Latino, my pop culture recommendation. It's a good season. And Cody mm. is great TV as well. Um, so, I, I'm enjoying the season. Uh, and I'm trying to think anything else that I've been watching. I really haven't been watching a ton. Yeah, I, uh, my mind is blank. Any, anything else that you want to plug while I have you here that um, you've been a minute since you've talked about? So one,
2: one,
1: uh, one thing I can think of that I typically wouldn't recommend, but a little country music recommendation for anyone that's interested. There's a band called Flatland Cavalry. Um, they're from Lubbock, Texas, and a lot of their uh, members are of Latino heritage. Uh, their lead singer, Cleto Cordero, um one of their members adam gallegos um so yeah they, they have latino heritage and also make some pretty good country music which you know growing up in oklahoma i've heard a lot of it i know what is bad and what is uh you know listenable and this stuff is actually pretty good i enjoy some of the stuff um you know not all country music is just you know florida georgia line that kind of music what? there there is actually some good good country music out there and flat cavalry is a pretty solid country band
0: you know what? I thought of something to plug. Um, go watch the 2020 Super Bowl halftime show. That is Latino joy. There we go. That um, is. Shakira and Jennifer Lopez. You can also listen to Rihanna if you want. And also, I'm feeling sad for my girl, Nicole Byer. Go check out her stand-up special. That is not Latino heritage specific, but my girl, Nicole Byer, got a project canceled today. And she and Lauren Lapkus have this hilarious podcast called Newcomers, if you like nerdy shit they talk about nerdy shit from the perspective of non-nerds like they did a series on star wars a series on marvel a series on lord of the rings uh they did a series on the medea universe so that is the one that they needed to do for them because they were like tired of having to think but Mm -hmm. go watch big beautiful wheel on netflix it's super funny it's only an hour long so highly highly recommend so anyway sam again thank you so much for joining on with on me in this journey it's always a pleasure to chat with you you're super funny i think you're super talented and i'm excited for your tiktok career to continue and hopefully this is not the last of your podcast career as well
1: i hope so i would love to quit my job i would love to quit oh, day job i know the american, LA, dream,
0: podcasting the, with me.
1: the american dream to just move to la and be a full-time tiktoker and podcaster Get in the hype house? what beats that
0: yeah well, thank you so much, Sam. I really enjoyed having you on this season. I can't wait to discuss season four. Maybe we'll get Chandler on season four. Who knows?
1: Possibly. She's she's yeah. uh, more down than than Tucker Davis would be. So not quite as okay. tough of a get, but still, she is an elusive recorder. So
0: she's not on the Olivia Rodrigo salary, but she might be on the like I don't know the.
1: I think the she she'd Lester be getting the Josh Bassett bag.
0: Yeah, and what what salary are you on? Are you on the are you on the Matt Cornett salary?
1: Oh, I'm not even there. I'm on, like, the the Joe Serafini salary, wherein they won't (laughs) give it to me.
0: Yeah, well, I will always give you uh, emotional salary. I don't think I have You will always
1: always give me uh, as much of a financial cut from this show as I have earned, and I appreciate (laughs) that.
0: Well, I'm so glad we did this, and thank you again. So until next season – actually, no, until my podcast with Caitlin, everyone, get your head in the game, Wildcats.
2: me Hello.